Welcome to Verbal Tap. We did a live audio earlier and had a few problems with that broadcast. I have chopped up what we could and brought back to you this podcast. One little addition I made is I'll interject with a nice little noise, this noise. And when you hear that, I'll give you some stage directions as to how I found out about what was going on in the next segment or what we fast forwarded to. I think it'll be helpful. And if you like it more than our normal show, don't forget to get Pepsi on board. I don't know. Four stars, five stars, five stars is what they want on the iTunes. Go on, give it to us. Help keep the pirate ship afloat. Now, verbal tap. And we're live on my end. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. And I, Raph, and I can attest, I want to just give him a quick props. We've been out for a week. We skipped because I had an organ removed. They took my appendix. It was twice the size it's supposed to be. It was poking into my belly button, which sounds kind of jolly. This was not jolly. It then flipped over on itself, and you probably heard the rest successfully out of surgery made it through the week-long grace period uh just have as i was telegraph lingering pains when i cough but i feel like twice the fighter i wasn't which is just how good the painkillers are time for verbal tap i'm your host kevin with me of course rap as far as a rap we're live about i mean, I mean I'm, live I'm, but yeah we we do okay so in uh talk show world we do the show live to tape so we really don't edit. I mean, I'm sure many of you know that we don't spend a lot of time trying to edit because we make shows every week, unlike other podcasts. But uh, today we thought a crazy experiment because we're actually recording on uh, 2:40 Best Coast time, 3:40 on his time. Some of you might be at work, so we said, you know what? Why don't we do this? We're never this early when we record because you know, we got shit to do. But today we just happened to do it at an amicable time where you might be tuning out at work. And you might not want to pay attention. And you might be telling Becky. 440, 540 on the East Coast. This is the time to tune out. No, it's 100%. Becky right next to you is just like, hey, let me tell you about my weekend again. It's like, Becky, you know what? I wish I could. Raph and Kev are on the line. Okay, bye. And that's when you put the head ins, which is usually code for Becky, shut the fuck up. And everyone's talking about Aquaman probably at work right now. And you either already saw it or definitely don't care. But it's it's not even about Aquaman. Because Becky's like, did you see the Jason Momoa movies out? And, I was like, it's, and it's not. I don't know if it's good or not. I didn't see it. But I don't want to talk about it. If someone said, I saw Second Act by Jennifer Lopez rapping, you already tell I've been in bed for a whole week. I know the whole catalog. I know it's on. Oh, yeah. I even saw... <laughs> um, Something at the El Royale, the, uh, the casino movie, yeah, where the dude has gotten out of prison. As I bad times at the El Royale, as I'll say at Kevin's movie reviews, cited to be excited to be with you live. I am still on the down curve of some painkillers, Raph. I won't lie to you. So if I start talking about the wrong fights, please don't correct me. I just had surgery, and it'd be nice to feel like I was just in it for a while is that fair refs either on mute or trying to share our live version these are the things with live radio that get a little bit more exciting on tonight's show first i'm gonna try and figure out what the hell's going on with gary tonin's hair it's getting patchier in other places 
Second, we're going to recap some UFC. There was some good knockouts Saturday night. Um, and one of the best guillotine chokes I've seen in a little while. Somehow, Joe the Nose Wilk got stone cold stuttered. It's WWE BJJ week. And some more topics about fights after that. Raph, live radio went out with the birds, didn't it? Didn't we kill that with print, print magazines? We have our first break. This is the part where I realized Raph's internet and computer had crashed in its entirety. Back to something about Gary Tonin. Oh, got it. My internet is cutting. So cover. I hope I'm still live. This is the part where I tune and make Raph very proud that someone is joining the live stream. As I see, there are multiple reasons to talk about Gary Tonin and the most recent fights. I know the most pressing reason that our audience has already articulated is it his headgear i mean i know we asked him about this but the patch isn't just center right now he's got an additional patch maybe he's shaving one out per fight and his goal is to just look like a real crazy person after about six victories mission accomplished slowly transitioning to i don't want to say teen wolf because that guy was dreamy michael j fox was just a handsome guy not the jason bateman version Oh, here we go. Rap is trying to make his way back to me. <laughs> Kevin sees that Rap is calling again. And it all feels a little better for a moment. Now skip to Rap talking about Gary Tonin. And I really have to applaud Gary for that game plan of really, really taking him down quickly. Reading that there was going to potentially be like a leg kick. Gary kind of uh, rushed in on it, got him down. And then once he got him down, that was pretty much game, set, match. Gary just pretty much put a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on this man, uh, you know, essentially threatening the back the entire time and still being pretty content to just kind of lay some uh, punches in there. I know Gary loves his elbows, which is um, something people like to say, and I, I don't know tossing, why. He's tossing those elbows. He was. And I think, the statement for Gary is consistently like, Hey, I want to end this fight via stoppage if at all possible, because jujitsu guy and it raises the stock. I was very, very happy to see that composure still being there, but I have news for you, Kevin. And I don't know if you are aware of this or if you were made to be aware a little bit later, but it appears that Gary was going into this fight injured. Ooh, and he was saying that apparently, I think one of the days he, he had to stop grappling for two weeks, um, but he could do a full MMA practice. He just couldn't grapple because he was having problems, I think, moving uh, his arm. And don't quote me on this, but it seemed that he was having problems uh, just being able to rotate it all the way fully. Rotator cuff issues or whatever, but been mm-hmm. there. Difficult for a fighter, I would say. You need the shoulders, the knees, and you kind of need everything. Is he talking about it after the fact? Because that's normally his favorite thing to do, to be like, no, I didn't want to talk about this, but I was massive injured. Well, yeah, that's my favorite thing that fighters do when they reveal their secrets. All the way at the end, they're like, shh, everybody keep it a secret, because I can't wait till I write my Instagram post telling you how injured I was. Um, But it appears, and this is, I think, maybe the most 
impressive part about Gary's injury was that after the fact, Kev, to show the lack of mobility he had, he took a selfie, but he had to kind of demonstrate the limitations. So what he did was he put his phone kind of like at the top of the chest and then put the other end right underneath his chin. And that's how he took one of his selfies. Okay. And it made me think, I mean, our good friend leg locker, uh, the at leg locker on the Instagram, he was like, dude, I think Gary's changing the game for selfies and immediately went in the mirror and went to go make a selfie of himself doing that exact same thing, which I don't know that that's going to cause a craze. That's going to make everybody go out there. Um, but I, I do find that it was interesting that Gary was able to do that. I didn't know that he was that coordinated, uh, especially with, you know, the multiple divots in his head. I'm wondering, you know, I mean, do you, you know, sometimes when you take an unflattering selfie, you say, ah, I don't like this angle. I'm going to get a different one. I mean, I don't get me started on the art of the selfie because the short answer is. <laughs> Wow, do I, Raf? I know all the <laughs> pains and things that you can imagine. His shoulder, though, did not stop him from having an authoritative victory, which has to be, I don't know, pretty cool. And we're the big winners because we got John Danaher in Tokyo. And it's just, mm-hmm. if you have some time to read and really lay down, which fortunately I did, you can soak in some of the beauty of the robust her posts quite long quite beautiful i'm not going to call this the most impressive win over anthony Anglin. i thought uh, gary did a nice job counter promoting this fight where it was like oh god i'm fighting who as opposed to his normal i don't even know who cron is so i enjoyed his uh evolution after speech briefcase Three questions remaining, Ralph. You and I usually talk to him. We have a conversation, and I'm sure this will be no different. We'll get a chance to like, really ask him some questions. He's wearing the tiny briefcase. He's wearing it. They put it around his neck. For those of you that are curious, one championship gives people out this little briefcase. It's like a medal, but I have been asking for a long time what's in it. Is it, for example, the key to the cage to Tokyo's prettiest gentleman's club? I don't know. It's like a... Is this the time to tell you the bad news? Because this is producer Raph speaking right now. Oh, go for it. Okay. You are aware that Gary knows that if he talks to anybody outside of the post presser and even then i don't really like him like uh, mark romaldi like not very pleased that he talked with gary but whatever he's there i guess he flew to the country he can talk to him (laughs) but gary is under the impression and rightfully so that i am to be his first interview no matter what i don't know who put that in his head it might have been me but that's what he thinks, and that's what we're going to allow him to think. He has already gotten in contact with me. Kev, my surprise for you today was going to be hopefully getting Gary. My unfortunateness is I did not. So, good news, bad news. Didn't get Gary. Good news, it appears I will still be his first because he has given me the time of 
let me see here. I just want to make sure I have my coordinated times correctly, Kev. Uh, he has asked if I am available at 1030 in the evening. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so, you know. Hey. Well, and given his track record, I'm going to have to ask him what the hell's going on with his hair. That's what I was waxing politically <laughs> while I was trying to get yeah. in touch with you. Is more chunks, and he's trying to look like a psychopath. The last thing, though, maybe, and this is, this is again, me being super picky. So mouthpieces sure. are great. And sometimes <laughs> you're in a fight against Josh Emmett where he just knocks it out. That right. makes it easier, too. But, Gary, could you please pull the fucking mouthpiece out of your mouth while you're giving us your post-speech? It was something about, this is me, I'm here. But you sounded way more like Yoel Romero than I was prepared yeah. for. And I don't think it was him. I think it was the giant mouthpiece stuck in his face. Could it also be, Kevin, <clears throat> that if you're one of the guys from 1FC and you go, oh, I got this grappling superstar who's really showing up. This is 4-0. God, I can't wait to see what he says on the mouth. Oh, he has this goddamn thing in his mouth. Can you... You're supposed to be my star guy. Gary, did um, anyone I'm, even punch you in the mouth? I, I don't think you took a <laughs> shot. Get rid of the piece, man. You're gonna spit it out as soon as you took him down, I think. Well, it's between that and them sitting down and going, uh, God damn it. And the hair... Uh, how are we supposed to market this? So, you know, I mean, we're very proud of Gary. I mean, I got home from a birthday party and was able to uh, kind of process. And I was really hyped because it's what midnight 30, I think, over here our time when his fight was going on. So it was really like it's an event. It's fun. It's unfortunate, though, that I had one of my friends who was asking me that said, hey, Raph, are you going to watch the whole thing? And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, I mean, Gary's fight's on, but there's some other fights. You got Demetrius Johnson, you got Alvarez on this. And I go, that's going to keep me up to like 5 a.m. Like, I know, dude. Don't you cover these things? Yeah, I know. Alvarez was a nice surprise. I'm with you. I knew yep. Demetrius Johnson was on. I knew Gary was on. I was like, What? Well, you can never forget the fact that he was teaching Shaq the wrong version of a heel hook, Kev. So yeah. it's, you know, like he had stuff to do as well. I was surprised they didn't just throw, like, uh, what is it, Sage on this just to make an appearance. Hey, guys, what's up? Maybe they did. I don't know because the moral of the story here is, Kev, I was starting to fall asleep. And I don't tend to do that. And it's not just because I'm old. So you can fuck off if you think that. It is 3.30 in the goddamn morning, and I was still going strong and covering and by the time we got to three, four, my definitely was kind of up and around, I think, at 5 a.m. It all just kind of blended together in a fever dream. So I was like, Eddie Alvarez is fighting Demetrius Johnson. That's weird. And I walk up and I go, oh, right, separate fights. But in my dream, they fought each other, and it was glorious. Would Way better than fight, what I saw that. Because Demetrius just rolling through people. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This was a much closer fight for Demetrius, which was actually kind of fun to see. Um, so I was happy there. The Eddie Alvarez fight. May I say something here, Kev? Yes. Okay. Um, what I would say on this is we've seen some folks who said, you know, I think I was saying Eddie Alvarez, he needs to retire. And I think it's pretty apparent. It's like, dude, he lost his first fight over in the other side of the world. 
he's still a name that I think is helping to branch out for other people to beat. And if that works, then fine. But I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely uh, for this whole uh, endeavor. It's just, it is a little strange where you just looked at him and you go, yeah, he didn't look super good that day. And you did say that some of these fights would be easier for you at one. So that sucks. But other than that, great to see you, dude. It feels kind of <laughs> nice to see some other talent there. And there were a couple like awesomely uh, fun fights. Um, it is still confusing, Kev, because they still do mix in. And I don't know if you see this on your feed when you're watching live. I think you see the videos after the fact, but they definitely will go. And this one is being held in mixed martial arts coming up next. Kickboxing, then Muay Thai. Then afterwards, we just give them swords and then let them settle their differences. That's why I like one. One would. One's like, we have size coming up next. <laughs> and I'm, it's very interesting that's going on behind the scenes here. I believe Rap is transitioning microphones. I'm letting people know how the sausage is made today, Rap. There that's aren't fine. many cards anymore where you're, you... So, for example, we already brought up Joe the Nose Wilk, but we mentioned him because we were going to talk about Dave Rickles winning a Bellator and stuttering him, though, I guess I just did. But it's fantastic work. We finally got things pretty well settled. And then we had one more call in. But we're going to skip ahead to best guess. We're talking about why rap doesn't fill out a bracket. Something about being risk averse. Last interruption. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. And thanks for rolling with us. I don't bet. The other part of it is the amount of sanity that goes into it because, as Kevin will tell you, I don't really just make weird choices out of the blue. I'll tend to actually sit down, get files, do a whole comprehensive study, and then go like, that's my my order. So how was your bracket? I missed the update on that. Oh, I didn't make a bracket. This oh, is what okay. I'm you're I just literally carefully stewing over my I at least I put myself out there. I said yes. I said yes to life. I've been watching a lot of sex in the city too. I'm just good for you. I'm more so uh complimented by the fact that as I am doing these things and I am sitting around and thinking, "Man, uh bracket would be fun to do, but I have so much other work to do." Meanwhile, I know Kevin's over there feeling those good good drugs. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, he needs this right now. So I was rooting for your bracket. Thank you. Didn't go great. But it does not sound like it's going well. Undeterred. I am sure I will win next week. We have more fights to talk about. I actually did watch the whole. I think I watched the prelims, too. Let me go buzz through this to see if now I'm going to I'm going to keep moving. Oh, man. Okay, Jessica Aguilar. If you didn't don't know who that is, you need to watch the fight between her and Mariana Rodriguez. Very affordable on ESPN Plus. It's my mm. one and only plug for them <laughs> currently. Mariana Rodriguez just keeps kicking and hitting you. Like mm. just most of her opponents just stop or can't go on. Jessica Aguilar had zero problems and just continued to march forward. That's what I want someone to do to Gary. I want him to look that bloody and beat up because I don't think he's got that Jessica Aguilar toughness. That's what I'm saying. And that is the fight of reference. If you need uh, help understanding to be fair, I don't think Gary has Christina Aguilera toughness. Nice. I know what the girl. 
Well, I, I feel like she wrote a song called The Fighter, and he's never done anything that hardcore. Oh, or Committed, because mm-hmm. I also saw her do that Jimmy Kimmel live bit. It was just fantastic. So, And you know what? She definitely was in a song called Dirty, <laughs> so never forget that. I you hope know, people are just tuning on at random parts. Like As you started on Facebook, you just get interjected in. It's like, this <laughs> is we're not talking about any fights right now. We're just somehow got into Christina Aguilar. I'm going to do my one bit because this is too hard to actually explain to other people. But this is something I really wish somebody would make for me because I can't make it for myself. I could. I just don't feel like it. You know, when you have a washer, uh, you know, that you can put in uh, your dishwasher, you know, your dishes in. And I don't know if you have this with you and Vicky, Kev. But for me and Kelly, we have a little sign that says clean and dirty. Right. Okay. So you like uh, that's for each other. Or the actual dishwasher. Yeah, because sometimes she might do the dishes and I don't know, or I do them and she's like, hey, are they clean? I'm like, well, there's a little magnet on there that you just flip over to show. And it's always clean or dirty. It's never like very dirty. (laughs) (laughs) So the one thing that I wanted somebody to make for me is to make one that just says dirty with Christina Aguilera as the dirty Christina Aguilera on it. And then on the other side, like genie in a bottle, Christina Aguilera. And that way you understand when people come in, they're like, why is she an assless chaps here? Oh, the dishwasher. It's not clean. There's a fan art market. Don't worry, Raph. I'm sure. 100%. I'm sure somebody else has done this. I just, I, I tell people sometimes I have too many ideas. I can't do them all. So someone go out there and make a million dollars with that and then just send me my royalties. That's all. Yeah. Like cones of Dunshire. It's a nice outdated (laughs) Parks and Rec reference more fights. Next round of fights, though, Ross Pearson got beat up a little bit. Yeah. That was part. And then <laughs> there certainly the fight Kevin Holland versus Gerald Mearshart, as we mm-hmm. frequently had a problem explaining, <laughs> saying his name on the straight face. I don't know what's so funny about the name Gerald Mearshart, but until I figure it out. He and Kevin Holland did this amazing flow fight where they punched each other during. So check that one out. And it's a nice lesson in good effing luck following that grappling match. That's what it's a nice lesson in. But the broadcast was losing its mind. So I want to give Kevin Holland an early award for like, he's my favorite fighter at upsetting the broadcast. Because he's winning the fighting exchanges just from punching. But he was like, no, I'm going to submit this guy. Mm. Completely engaged in grappling. They were just very upset about that. Daniel Cormier and uh, Count Chocula were like, I do not understand this. And they were very upset about it. Can I make a request? Can Daniel Cormier, can you show up with a goddamn tie? Because <laughs> when you've got no, Dom they don't and make them Anik. that large. You know they do not. Not with shirts that have crisp collars. That's not true. You are aware that ties go around my giant head, and there is a neck that supports that head. So for me, I understand. You know what we have to do? The big knot. Okay? Not the small knot. You got to do that double Windsor at the very least when you have a giant head. And sometimes I actually tie another tie to a tie. So that way the knot will be big. And the tie will go all the way to the belt buckle. These are very simple rules, people. And he does that other thing that I don't love. Mm. I've been mimicked for enjoying. I've been mocked, excuse me, for enjoying the V-neck for a while. 
But especially when you're going to try and go for a no tie look, I don't need to mm-hmm. see this like nice white band of your undershirt. Let's just put a little thought into it or color code it, you know, hide something. I'm just saying if you're not going to go tie, don't be confound to the normal rigors of male fashion. Check with us next week when we'll do more on DC and what he would <laughs> be wearing. We, and this is not to say everyone should just do the Joe Rogan, Johnny Cash thing, whom he stole that from with yeah, way well, fewer rhinestones. And I, Joe, I I don't is, Joe is somebody who is begrudgingly being like, I don't want to wear a suit. Uh, the government put these suits into us for mind control because Alec Jones told me all that sort of bullshit. Also, have you ever worn a jacket while on DMT, etc., etc.? So I always think of it like this. If you show up with the suit jacket and you have a collared shirt, just wear the goddamn tie. Especially if you're on TV. Because, like, I don't mind if you go out to a dinner or you seem, uh, hey, you know, this is a little lower casual than, you know, upper business class that you got to get ready and used to but if you're appearing on tv and you're just not wearing the tie but you're wearing everything but it you're literally trying to say hey guys man i'm uh i'm chilling here i'm cool look it's like everybody else is wearing a goddamn tie just for the sake of appearing on it that's fine and you know what i actually gave some leeway at one point i thought man you don't have to wear a tie if you're going to be demonstrating moves at say the broadcast booth desk no that's true and I'm fine with that. I, and Kev, I, I wasn't say on this, camera in my last commentary gig. So you know. <laughs> I will say this. I am 100% completely fine with the fact that, yes, at some point on TV, I will wear no tie, but do exactly what I'm railing against. I'm just saying it looks really weird when you're on ESPN and there are two guys who are doing that and you're the one guy who's not. And yet you're the one that could benefit the most from it because, you know, look at you, D.C., just saying there are multiple things about which i bet espn's like no i gotta we got work to do guys we gotta get everybody wearing ties we'll see they've already upgraded the cameras that we were all using and rendered the ufc website completely worthless so we don't know maybe they'll zig while we zag and put them in uh a robe would not put it past them sitting next to adam carolla at the next fights there was another fight, Raph, that mm. we did not cover that we should have covered. And I definitely remember how it ended because it ended with a Superman punch. Anthony Pettis knocked out Stephen Thompson. Yes. There was a lot of talk about the weight guard. This is at Bridgestone Arena, as I'm reading the details to you. Anthony Pettis, by my understanding, might have been losing the fight. KO Stephen Thompson with one. I don't think um, I might rank him third in the night. He might move in slightly above the gate. This is difficult. This is a difficult thing to keep. Well, that was that was a previous week. So I think we're okay in terms of, you know, we're just ranking fights since we've been gone. That's a different story. It's decision 30 after that, all the way down to Macy Barber getting the TKO. Macy Barber and Anthony Pettis, which would be an awesome MMA tag team match. Here's the good news for you, Kev. Um, I watched that at the tail end of one of the days of pans and I watched it 
on my cell phone as I was cleaning up that day. And I saw Wonder Boy doing what I thought he would do. And then right when we got to the elevator, the knockout was happening. And I actually yelled out, whoa. And people were like, what? I was like, hold it, hold the elevator. And people were like, why? And I was in the elevator. So it's really weird to yell out, hold the elevator when you're in the elevator. Yeah. Unless you're waiting for someone to come in and rush in. No, I didn't do any of that. I just said, you guys outside got to see us knock out. And people were like, okay. And they like walk on over. And I go, look at this. And they go, oh, shit. And I was like, you're welcome, everybody. Now I'm going to go down. Bye, everybody. So I was astounded for a number of reasons. One, uh, you may recall there are at least two to three times I can think of where I said I didn't like this fight for Anthony Pettis. But I think he proved a lot of us wrong. And those of you who believed in him, kudos to you. I don't really think you could really say with great authority that some sort of insight that the rest of us didn't. But it happened, and it was glorious. A Superman punch while backing up off the cage. That is remarkable. And what's even more remarkable is the fact that when it was all said and done, first of all, we thought Wonder Boy died, which would have been an unfortunate way for him to go. Oh, but He was out. They came back from commercial, and Pettis was just sitting there with that Oh, no, I got to explain this to mom. Look, when she gets home and he was bowing in respect. And then when Wonder Boy was shown that he was fine, he gets up and he just goes, man, that was really good. And then later, I think at a post presser says that was so ninja. I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> and I thought, who who else could do that? Who else could make you laugh like that? When all of that is going on. So I had a, a deep amount of respect for uh, the way that Steve Wonderboy Thompson responded uh, to that loss. But, I mean, great night for Pettis, dude. Yeah, I know how I handle extreme pain. I'm an ugly crier, and I'm going to bitch about <laughs> it. And be like, was it legal? Didn't he, I thought his toes grabbed the fence. I just so at a loss. Can Thompson someone show me out. a replay? I, don't, I didn't see what happened. <laughs> I didn't see what happened. It would be... That there's a nice collection of me just yachting about. I have a feeling really pretty good jujitsu calls in my white belt days. Like I don't understand where the points came from. There aren't many outcomes that'll surprise you with Pettis, but when he still pulls this off, I find myself being like, "You got to be careful backing him down into the corner, right?" Like that's when Pettis has that one really deadly skill. And it's when you put him in a corner, whether it's on the ground or in this particular octagon, he just strikes out, caught him. Unbelievable finish. Qualification here, sir? Yeah. Are you making the argument that nobody puts Anthony Pettis in a corner? (laughs) I didn't mean to, but I do find myself saying, I highly suggest you don't put Anthony Anthony Pettis in the corner. Just when you heard yourself say it, I knew just based on the tone, I can't see you, that you said, ooh, no, it's sounding like that. I got to get away from doing it like this. Oh, no, I know it's coming. Patrick Swayze, it's poetry. Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing, which is a movie I, yeah, not a Havana Nights guy, but damn that first one. So, yeah, follow Patrick Swayze's advice, and you will probably not get knocked out by Anthony Pettis. Macy Barber wins again, and she's kind of the anointed. She kind of knocked J.J. Aldridge out on her feet. 
they just kind of keep talking about her as though she's already there, as though she's already next. Kind of one of the more exciting fights. Macy Barber with another knockout. I don't have much more for you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Dave Rickles won the caveman over at the Bellator yeah. stage. Yeah. And you pointed out astutely. And I, these guys are so next level. I never know what they're paying attention to. They're always kind of busy doing other things, running gyms, fighting. The fact that they knew it was WWE BJJ week and decided to show off on the grandest of stages, televised fighting, to me, is just it's heartwarming, Raph. It's a great reminder that we do good work on this show. Because it's easy for that to get lost in the translation. I mean, WWE BJJ is such something that we've not only created, but we've innovated and re-innovated. And, you know, over the years, we've come up with many iterations of these things. So when I see other people playing along and wanting to ride along the SEO train that is WWE BJJ Week, I say, well, kudos to you guys. I appreciate that. I'll tell you this much, Kev. I'm a little surprised because (laughs) we put out, you know, the articles and the promos and, Everybody was very excited for WWE BJJ Week. I did not expect that our first video would be submitted out of the country. It is impressive. We've always oh, I'm going to the I'm going right now. I actually didn't see what country they were from. I, I could hear some slight non-American accents. I'm going to locations. Yeah, I was uh, astounded because I had to take a moment, and it just made me laugh when I saw that we're international on day one, but this is from Berto Lima. And he told me just recently, because there was a little bit of an exchange, and I'm going to summarize that exchange for you, but he told me this, and I'll get to the good news first, I guess. But he did let me know that they will be submitting another video all the way from Portugal. And I said, oh, I didn't expect that. That's really cool. But here's the exchange that maybe I didn't really get under my skin because we know the person in question here. But they definitely on our post tagged John Salter and says they look like they're trying to be like John Salter. Every day of my life, I'm trying to be more like John Salter. I'm just that's a personal goal. It's not going great. I'll admit that. But I could use some of that toughness. Oh, did they mean this thing? Strongly disagree. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Raph. Raph, you've left us again. Yeah, I'm here. I'm back. I am scrolling through cities trying to figure out where in Portugal. But this is a Here's what they did say, though. So this was from uh, our good friend Henry who said, you know, he's trying to be like John Salter. And Berto said, oh, man, I gave credit on the original post. John Salter is the man. At which point I had to come in because, listen, shut up first. Second, I responded by saying, hey, uh, Henry, Hank, Hankster76, if you would. To be fair, John was doing WWE BJJ after us, but he's a friend of the podcast. So we're always happy for his success. In other words, shut up. Yeah, plus we love his videos. We're big fans. John's awesome, dude. Uh, but you know what? I think John would also 
I don't know how much he has paid attention to us over the years, but he's definitely playing catch up on the realm of, well, let's throw some professional wrestling into the area of jujitsu nonsense that we've been doing for a grand total of five years plus. Yeah, it's a little bit of an homage. I, I, this is like, don't, don't get upset. I mean, Fast and the Furious, they wanted to make point blank for point blank point break for cars. This is a very rough. Patrick Swayze episode that I did not expect we God, would be having. I didn't know I was going to go back to the Patrick Swayze well, but while I'm here, and people can hear my brain skipping genres, <laughs> there is no greater homage. The Fast and the Furious series, that's genuinely what they do. They're just like, we're going to redo this, and it's the most successful thing. This wasn't redo. This was like a nice little call-out, which I enjoy. And I actually like the additional elements because the Salter was they do the takedowns. How do we get Salter to submit a video? His gym seems game. It's like, just unleash those crazies. So if you can, let's bridge these two worlds. I agree. They've got uh, skill in that gym. And you've already, I will say, what I love about the BJJ Week, it's not just about seeing the move displayed. You can also venture into the world where you get it demonstrated, which are my favorite videos. I really enjoy the, this is how you do this. Yes. Well, you know, we had had so many people ask, like whenever they say they want to submit a video, the next question I get is, well, what should I do? And once you ask like, what should I do? I'm like, well, it's kind of your creative freedom. Do as you please. Um, but this year we actually put together a nice little compilation, a uh, little article on verbaltapcast.com where people can go ahead and, and look up those different things. We put up different examples. We show you can say a move or show a move. You could add elements of professional wrestling by being creative and adding those flourishes, whether it be tag team or maybe a triple threat hint, uh, maybe things like that that people can do. But then – you can always film a match. And with matches, you know, people don't need a lot of context. Anytime you scroll down on your social media and you see a match just happening, you don't really question it. You just go, oh, I want to see how this ends. So take those elements and do as you will, people, because we'll be taking submissions for the next, what, three days, four days. And we will be voting on who the best ones are. So you guys are literally letting people in Portugal get a head start above you. And I got to tell you, Kev. The one that we had demonstrating was from our good friend Sam uh, Cresson, who always draws the animation for us. And this year, did you see the animation he drew for us? I I have seen it, yes. I'm you, not staring wait. at it at this moment, but I've seen it in the videos. Okay, but you saw the one. It's basically a tiger wearing a singlet, ripping up a gi. And... It's impressive for a number of reasons, but it's even more impressive to me that when uh, our good friend Sam sent it to us, he was like, hey, man, sorry, I ran out of time. And I was like, you did? This was running out of time? This It looks like Chewy, except in a t- with a tiger's head. Like, it looks yeah. like... Uh... So imagine yeah. if you were imagine if you were a Thundercat who was also a professional wrestler, which really isn't too far from the source material, but you just really hated your gi or you just wanted to uh, destroy your opponent's gi. That's the beauty of WWE BJJ. It, it, it kind of can do what you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just it's about creating art. 
there are many open submissions. As someone that doesn't even dip into the WWE arts, I will say I'm a little sad that they uh, ripped an organ out of me and I'm still exposed internally. Because I was going to, I had been Googling ones too. So uh, play along at home for this guy. Maybe I'll figure something out. I'm going to like go beg some people at Jubera. Yeah. So I just enjoy the fact. And here's the other thing that you guys should know. We're in a weird phase right now where uh, WWE BJJ is not April Fool's. But there's been a lot of April Fool's is kind of uh, material coming out. So at 12.01 Central Time Zone yesterday, or today, I guess, uh, Tim Kennedy said he was not going to be retired anymore. That's, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting you to say Tim Kennedy. I was like, is this more of the Uriah Faber bullshit? Because I know he's fighting Nikki Ryan and something else. Tim Kennedy is going to start fighting again. Well, Faber Fools, though. Damn we think. It. We don't know. And I don't know if Tim is somebody who's like actually somebody who peruses in the April Foolsery, but it did look ultimately suspect when it happened at 12.01 his time on, on April 1st. Well, okay. And I do kind of – he did make that post about specifically being like, I don't want to be a guy that waits until it's too late. I've seen, I've seen things, right? And I mean I'm not – prepared to call him in that category i thought he still had some fun fights he left right before the kind of prize fighting era which might have been a little better for him well also i think he's expanded his reach too you know he's he's gone off and done some tv yeah yeah search for hitler which that's what he was doing i'm not being hyperbolic (laughs) he was looking for hitler in south america I think it was a bad spoiled ending when they're like, bad news, Tim. We already got him. And he's like, what? <laughs> there is a certain like, who are you looking for? And he had that while where he was demonstrating how to torture someone in your backyard at the CIA mm-hmm. level. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I miss him. That's why I was like, fuck that. We speech. would like to have him. Back. <laughs> he, welcome back. Who cares? You weren't. <laughs> I get it. You got tired, but. Did you find Hitler? Like, can you come back to fighting? Let's do this. So, you know, it's one of those ones where if it does turn out to be an April Fool's joke, I want to pull Tim aside and I want to say, excuse me, sir. Tim, friend of the podcast. That's not April Fool's material. Don't fuck with us. It just like hurts. That. It just hurts. I, I got we all lost in the sentiment. I was like, who's he going to fight? I, my mind started to go. I was like, can he punch Chil Sonnen? Is no, he thing? could punch me again because. Oh, yes. Back. I was like, Tim, I think you lost like two fights or something. I'll have to go back and look at what happened. It's like, where'd we lose Tim Kennedy? Well, that hurts. I would much rather uh, get April Fools a different way, but tis the season. And on the other sides, we did have a couple really good April Fool's jokes. Ooh. Get two one losses. Of which... Yoel and Kelvin. And Kelvin might be one of the best fighters in the UFC right now. Well, let's not forget this. That Yoel, not so much. Yoel is also in the middle of a no, you did steroids off with, uh, I think <laughs> yeah. this was Paul who was like, no, I don't do steroids. He does. And I thought. Mm, could you both do steroids? Probably do steroids. Because I like the fact that of all people who could be accusing, Paulo Costa 
being like, nope, Yoel, I've never doped like him. And I was like, I'd like to see that science, please. <laughs> Damn. His last fight was on my birthday. It was on my 30th birthday. <laughs> this was three years ago, 2016. All right. Doesn't say anything about him fighting Hitler, but. So that's the that one. Sam movie. The second. Uh, what April else? Do I... joke. Yeah. Give us the next one. That we should probably talk about was one from Conor McGregor, who put up one that said you could have the Champ Champ uh, Rosé uh, as part of an extension of his uh, Proper 12 branding. Hmm. So he went out there, put a nice little promo being like, if you want to be the Champ Champ, you could get the Champ Champ. And then all of a sudden at the end, he just goes, hey, April Fool's, you fuckers. It's uh, bye my fucking whiskey. Bye. Oh, which so Connor, though, <laughs> Connor has violated the sacred oath of too many crazy stories, including one from Florida. You don't get to you yes. don't get to play on April. Fool's. Right. Tim Kennedy gets to play because he wasn't arrested six times since we last well, heard from him. And questionably promoting a whiskey in one of the more annoying commercials I have to watch during March Madness. <laughs> so there, no, if you were in an altercation in Florida within that calendar year, you do not get to play. The reason why it's so hilarious is that Kevin and I got a note on the Tap forums. And it was going into Connor's. This was Connor calling out Mark Wahlberg, which is my favorite feud. That, that was real, right? So it's yeah, again, that's a real thing. Okay, add that. If you've called out Mark Wahlberg within that calendar year, you don't get to play April Fools. So somebody just said, "Hey, uh, apparently the thing that was reported, I don't know how any of this went, but the thing that was reported was that Conor McGregor was calling out Mark Wahlberg, who he's kind of dissed in the past because Mark Wahlberg is one of the minority shareholders of the UFC because the whole endeavor WME merger kind of thing with the UFC. They have some celebrities who have a small stake in the company. And that's when Connor was saying, uh, put up your shares, Mark Wahlberg. And apparently referred to him as an actress, which funny. Uh, okay, whatever. So I don't really love Mark Wahlberg spoiler, but here we go. We had this one, uh, responder on our forums that said this is a quick way to lose a fan or anyone that would even pay to see his pay-per-view if he dares to talk to mark Wahlberg, who is like the biggest patriot entrepreneur smartest most inspirational god-loving man on the face of earth fit and hot i must add well he did that bp ladder movie uh event horizon mm-hmm. um which they lost a ton of money on by the way so here's the thing BP, that's really weird about uh, yeah but the, uh, he has been. He did Patriots Day. He did. Yes, he did. So, but the weirdest part about Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg. First of all, don't go Google Marky Mark and Asian guy because I think you would be very disappointed uh, to find that to the person who put that up there. So that's part one. Part two. This is the part that really made me laugh because it says, "And bring it on, anybody who wants to fuck with me about this shit because I got my stats and everything else down. I've been doing this for over 25 years. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Obsessing over Marky Mark. Come on, Rap. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, we've all yeah, been. I, I think I'm at year like 15. I'm not ready to go 26, but I loved Shooter. <laughs> I loved it. 
Well, the, the question is, does that mean that you date back to Good Vibrations? She does, apparently. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> she's been with him since the beginning. Black, white, red, round the world, now feel the vibration. We're gonna. Yeah. This is a fun new segment called We're Probably Sure It's April Fool's Day Material. We'll just count yeah. that. We'll add that. That's probably an April Fool's response. But here's maybe one that we want to give a nice recognition to as well, because they normally don't do this sort of a thing. But the UFC themselves got in on April Fool's. And how did they do it? Well, in true fashion, by offering us a free version, the whole pay-per-view for free, from UFC 151. Kev, can you tell me your best recollection from UFC 151? Only because I saw the picture that you sent as what a massive disappointment it was. But my full recollection is the John Jones elbowed Chael Sonnen to death. That was a different time. Awesome. UFC 151 was the time when John Jones didn't have an opponent. Chael stepped up to step in. They said, nah. And thus, the ultimate fighter rivalry was born. Uh. Because in no world... Did we ever say, hey, you know, we need to see Chael and John Jones get it on. But instead, they created a whole series to build us up and then go, yeah, that seems like a bad plan. <laughs> but we'll let Chael talk his way into doing whatever does good for the company. So let's just do that for a little while. So that, my friends, was the UFC playing a very good April Fool's joke. I laughed at that one. They're so funny. And so into people from Boston, they do. Yeah. Like Bill Simmons owns some of the UFC, I'm sure. He's part of that crew. Bill Found Simmons people won't from, talk to you unless you're from Boston. That's I Exmouth, England is a funny name. Bayonne, New Jersey. Cutbank, Montana. There are so many, but I have yet to find the Paraguay I was looking for. Or Portugal. I have yet to find people. Both places are now pissed at me. Hey, we're crushing in Portugal. Never forget that. Yeah. And, you know, Jacksonville, Florida. So sorry about the Florida cracks <laughs> to you, to you all. And thank you finally to the people of Iowa City. Raph, in our last. So London is where we are currently top dog. That's our okay. that's our biggest city. But within the last five, I want to give a shout out to Regina, Saskatchewan. That's not a human being. That's a place, Rafa Sparza. <laughs> Top 10 cities, 43 countries. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star review. Let us know how you feel about this live thing. If you want us to try and do this more, though you are going to sometimes get a few interruptions because we seamlessly move them out when we do it record to tape as it's known <laughs> how long do you think it would have taken me to get the prof if you'd be like kevin what's the professional term for recording before you air i'd be like oh <laughs> pre-record it's not pre-record I mean, <laughs> um all the right part is we definitely were like nothing wrong could happen oh, oral then. record nope that's gross <laughs> what's it called kevin? <laughs> we are recording to tape Live to tape. <laughs> I already forgot. It's, it's not going to stick. I can assure you that. Anything else before we round third on a live show and my post-surgery this year podcast? Um, only small things that we can mention. Number one, if you guys haven't gone to see Keith Kikorian's nice little video vignette over on Flow Grappling, go do so. It was very well produced. Uh, very happy about that one. Tenth Planet's Baddest Brown Belt. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, let's not forget that Dana White also said this week that he said, we don't need a 165-pound division. 
which I believe is uh, Dana White for we'll see it in two years. <laughs> and I think the other ones, I mean, there was a day where they just released a series of fights. So these are the ones that we are excited about. And I mean, mostly all of them. I like the fact that they were trying to figure out what to do with John Jones and Stipe. And then they went straight to Thiago, which was exactly what Dana White said is going to happen, except <laughs> it's the one where Dana White said, you guys want to see Thiago versus John? And people said, nope, thud. We're also going to get a Woodley Lawler rematch because uh, I guess they can't figure out what to do with what's going to happen with Ben Askren, who's got his own fight with Jorge Masvidal. But apparently uh, it looks like uh, Askren was saying today that uh, Masvidal is too scared and has not yet signed the contract. So we're in a space of hold until later on those ones. But that's what's going on on the front for fights. So I think that really catches us up on the news. And I will say this. Make sure to go visit VerbalTapCast.com for more information on WWE BJJ Week. And I think we can end in a shout outs, man. Let's do it. I'll start the Jubera Kids program. We have a kid named Hunter that's just the meanest human being. This is just a shout out to you know parents that get their kids in jujitsu. They, they Naga was this weekend, so I was getting to see a lot of videos getting posted. Um, Jennifer, friend of the show, her kid Lucy is just a savage. <laughs> it's like, why are you all doing this? They're going to beat us for years. So it gets back to my why so fight children. It's like when else am I supposed to beat up on them? And it's already difficult because Hunter doesn't have that. It's like uh, not a child anymore. Just beating the hell out of people. So really cool to see the kids go at it. And kids always a little bit more pliable. But I always like to give the shout out to to the parents that are making that happen and the jujitsu instructors that are putting the time in because you can tell there's just a different smoothness when they've been doing it a long time. And one hell of a self-discipline tool helped us out a lot in life. We're obviously big fans. Massive shout-out to the people at Kaiser Urgent Care Lakewood, Rap. Diagnosed, well, I had to sit there for an hour and a half. And then within going in, I was like, you know, I don't think this is anything big. And she pushed on it. She's like, it feels like an appendicitis. I was like, I mean, let's get a doctor's opinion. She's like, all right. Three minutes later, I am seen by a nurse and a physician. So props to them. They sent me through a lovely cat scan where i went to st joe's medical had excellent treatment victoria drove me home that night well that morning tuesday morning whatever it was never can do these things without a community my mom flew in just cooked for me for basically three four days took care of the dogs all that stuff so victoria could go to her last three days of clinicals for nursing school kind of an important deal otherwise you have to repeat the term not a time to get sick. My weak and fragileness aside, thank you to the lovely thoughts from friends and, of course, the Verbal Tap community. Raph, thank you for putting the producer hat really aside. Difficult for Raph to cancel a show for a stupid thing like emergency surgery. Just feels like an excuse. So I just, uh, you know, thanks to you and everyone out there. That'll do it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I have this policy of I will never cancel a show for laziness. Like if Kev goes, I'm just tired. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. It's not a real excuse. 
Uh, but you know, when you go get surgery and you're not really feeling great, it's not my first mode. In fact, there was never a discussion to cancel the show outright, uh, last week. It was just go get better. And then the hard part for me is, is that, you know, most people might have a laugh in knowing that, you know, for me, it's like, Hey Kev, how are you doing? Which should normally be followed by a producer ref going, are you good enough to record yet? But I showed a lot of restraint. I, I applaud myself for that, Kevin. Thank you. We, um, we, verbal tap legals applauding. You can't see them. They're in their booth. I mean, <laughs> I, I was consulted by our lawyer who just goes, maybe you should let him recuperate. And I go, do I have to? Kevin at one point did say, do the podcast without me. And I was like, no, nah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Specifically, I was like, just call someone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be good to go. <laughs> But you said it right as you were going into the emergency surgery. And when you say it like that, it's like your last testament and will of you just being like, Raph, carry on without me. I can't do it. (laughs) But of course, we're happy to have Kevin back. And, um, you know, it was a nice little experiment to do the live thing. Um, If you guys would like to see us do that more, just let us know. And the hard part is, is, you know, normally we record at night. Yeah, we'll do it without the bouts of uh, accidental silence. Next yes. Time. But Kevin is a pro and definitely knows to, after about 30 seconds of silence, to say words in my passing. Yeah, we got there. Well, people at least got to hear a little bit about how we do it now. They're like, we can do this. <laughs> like, yep, probably. But not as witty. <laughs> we're way more witty yeah. and persistent. That said i am willing to entertain it if people are like five stars yeah more live stuff we miss radio (laughs) and more importantly we get so many of you who send me messages afterwards who i just explained this to my nephew kevin and it's hilarious that he's experiencing this at his age of what 10 or so but at his school he made a promise that he would create like a little cartoon every month. He's an amazing artist, right? And he was saying how he puts one up and he shows, oh, hey, this is where I can go ahead and, you know, give you guys the, the cartoon and here's this. And when you guys see it, it's the beginning of the month. And he goes, you know what people ask me the next day? I go, what's that? He goes, uh, the next day they say, well, when's the next cartoon coming out? And I told them it's coming out next month. And they go, oh, that's cool. And I go, see, kid, that's kind of what it's like to do a podcast. <laughs> we put one up and people go, cool, when's the next one? I go, probably next week, guys. Hey. Oh, cool, did you guys talk about this? No, but we can talk about it next week. Cool, you guys should do that. Thank you. We'll see what Kevin's gallbladder is looking like. <laughs> you know what, though? That's only when people push us a little too hard that I'm like, Kevin's dying, okay? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just like the fact that my poor nephew is understanding it, and I wanted to go over and give him a hug and be like, it's all right, buddy. It never gets better. They grow up to become the people who yell at you on Instagram. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. Thank you to everybody who sent in videos so far for WWE BJJ Week. It's going to be amazing. Thank you to everybody on your patience on the Kid A photography. We've been sending out photos, uh, handling another clients. And I will say this once again. If you are trying to demand photos from me, you will not get them. 
I have somebody on Instagram right now buzzing me that just said, um, where are my photos? And I was like, um, where's my money? <laughs> and they basically are saying this with the intent that when they were first asking me, Kev, I kid you not, they were asking if they could get them for free. And this was after they commanded me to take photos of them. I saw that I was in between taking photos of somebody else. And they said, where are my photos now? And I go, oh, you don't get them. And so they're like, no, I'm willing to pay. And I go, oh. I've got a price. It's just a matter of this. Common courtesy. Be nice to your friends. Be nice to your photographers. That's it. We're people. You treat us shitty, you don't get your photos. It's usually, that's how it is. And really, I would love to hear whatever story you're trying to tell about me. Because I I know for sure it's got to be hilariously wrong and entertaining. So to you, I say... Shut the fuck up. You'll get your photos when you get them. But other people, though, who will offer to pay and who will, you'll get your photos or you have gotten them. And we say thank you to you for your patience. And let's see. Shout outs to Valley Martial Arts Center. Back. Shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. It is Tuesdays and Thursdays over 1130 at Explosive Fit. Go get in some training with those guys over there. And to our good friends at 10th Planet Van Nuys. Uh, I will tell you this, Kev. The match this year between myself and Milton, I think, uh, well, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty epic is what I would say to you. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the theatrics. Hey, well, I think that's going to do it for me and you. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...